And welcome to Comic Talkers, where comics is always the top of our discussion. My name is Brandon. And I'm William. And today we are joined by, you know, as Big Daddy Elmer on the Pulling These podcast. Please welcome back to the podcast, Elmer. Elmer, how is it going? All right. Doing great, guys. Glad, glad to be back yes. on this uh, interesting topic we're about to have today. Yeah, it's been a while since we had. Yeah, it's been a while. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Last time I think we it's had. It's been crazy. Yeah, the month's been flying by, but we haven't really <laughs> done yeah. anything in a minute. <laughs> what was it? What was it? You always, what was it? We've been on Elmer's podcast. I know there's one coming out soon, right, Elmer? Yes, yes. We got you guys on uh, Drunk, Drunk with Comics, so we're just editing that video. Should be coming out soon. I was hoping before Halloween, but this is it's not looking that way. But you know, it should be coming out soon. Yeah, these guys, yeah. You if you got, you want to see these guys a little, you know, out of the elements, you know, check it out. Keep eye on that. <laughs> they'll do. They'll do. Already, yeah. Fans, go check them out. Find them on pulling these podcasts anywhere, pretty much on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, so on and so forth. Yeah, YouTube. The the drunk comms is going to be on YouTube, so check it out on our channel there. Yep, absolutely. All righty. So guess it's time to get right into the focus of this video. Um, we are continuing on with our Black Panther month. Um, and so the first down, one of the topics that we wanted to bring up is, is more in accordance to the MCU of how Shuri is considered to be one of the smartest people in all the MCU. Now, the purpose of this film or this, this podcast is with Wakanda forever coming out soon. Um, what was it? looking like sure he's going to be the main character or going to be the next black panther um we kind of wanted to focus around it. we wanted to focus on her best moments um in the mcu so far why she's proven that she is the smartest character in all the mcu and on top of it i'm going to allow elmer to kind of go over more points too from the comic side to prove that if they adapted this it would make her even smarter or make her even better now before we dive into this conversation, I wanted to ask you guys this question. Um, let me ask you this the question bluntly. Do you feel Shuri is the smartest person in the MCU? In the MCU. And if not, who? I'll go with Elmer first. Okay. In the MCU? I mean, I'm just thinking here. Because, like, the MCU, they kind of dabble into the scientific stuff, but they don't really show these guys. Like, you know, we're told that Tony Stark is a genius. But, you know, he, he discovers an element in Iron Man 2. Bruce, uh, Bruce Banner also a genius. So, yeah, I, I consider one, like... Like, the whole thing with the Vision, Vision and the Infinity War, War was, like, you know, they just now figuring it out, like to disconnect them from the stone, to have them operate without the stone. So her coming up with the idea kind of shows her thinking outside the box because everybody was just focusing on the stone and vision. But she's like, you know, we pretty much could have vision survive if we remove the stone in a certain way or whatever. But they never managed to because they didn't have enough time. But it proved like it, it showed that she has some. Like, if you want to say smarter than Tony Stark and Bruce Banner at that moment, yeah, I think she's probably one of the smartest, probably the smartest person in MCU Okay. right now, right now at this moment. Right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, Tony Stark's dead. Bruce Banner is not really doing any scientific stuff like that, so. 
No, he's dealing with his son from yeah. Somewhere. You know, after tea, father issues you got to work on right now. Yeah, it shows with that hairline he's got. (laughs) Oh God! Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Will, what about you? What's What's your take on Shuri? Do you feel she is the smartest? And if not, who? Oh, I feel like I'll play a bit of devil's advocate on this. Um, I don't necessarily think that she's the smartest. I think that given her situation, because, I mean, if you look at it, she grew up in a nation that has one of the most advanced, like, technological development of anything. And they're a secret nation, so everything stays within them. She's been exposed to that stuff all her life. So she has by far the best resources available to her but i feel like given the other uh characters in the mcu where they started from what they discovered what they've developed and how fast a lot of the times they've been able to find uh like find the information that they were given with what they had I think that, I mean, maybe sure at the current level, she may have a higher IQ if we're just going off of IQ, but smarts is more than just IQ. There's different levels of it. So I don't know. I feel like she was given like the best possible upbringing the best possible start so there's I don't, I don't i can't think of the best word i think prejudice or not prejudice there's privilege, privilege. that's the word i was looking for she's words uh, <laughs> she's been given like a little bit extra privilege on her upbringing so she has been able to like think more outside the box but i think like given the fact how like iron man was able to create his own unique element that has never been seen before uh vision he was a supercomputer that is constantly learning and developing on a daily basis Mm -hmm. when he was around and if he's still around we're gonna probably see more of that we have no idea what's going to happen with this new vision. Um, yeah, I think that at current moment, she's probably the smartest, but I think given a bit more time, we're going to start to see that other characters will be able to surpass her. Um, not Iron Man, obviously, but other characters that are still around. You never know. We might get that Tom Cruise um iron man coming soon hey, hey we're getting the multiverse so who knows what's gonna happen with tony stark we might get tony stark yeah we might get tony stark and you never know what was it we got another doctor strange reed richards i don't count yet because he died pretty quickly yeah <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't too smart in that movie yeah exactly he was okay, like, he got uh, i was like please guys when i mentioned reed richards in this conversation when we're talking about the mcu because <laughs> <laughs> the, the only tiny taste of of mr fantastic we had wasn't it's not really going to support that argument. <laughs> <laughs> now, 
one of the so i guess for for me i i i am in agreement more that the fact that i do think she is one of the smarter people in the mcu fact means like elmer says with the whole vision situation that she pretty much somewhat outsmarted bruce like why didn't you think of this instead of this or why didn't you think of this possibility and so i guess it's more thinking outside the box like you guys were thinking but do I think she's smarter than most people? Absolutely. And I don't, and I think that technology with how old she is and on top of it, dealing with a very rare um, technology or um, what was it? Um, resource like vibranium. It really has educated her more and she's wanting to learn more. So I, I there's a reason why most people go to them and, and especially in the comics wise too, she is one of the best people when it comes to technology. So that's, I, I am in agreement there. So I guess we're going to kind of go over some points, um, some of the main points. I know one of them we've already kind of mentioned was vision. Um, we will go more in detail with that end. Um, but one of the first things I guess more we should bring up is Shuri's in charge or oversees all Wakandan technology. Um, she is the main person. I think she's what, she's 16, 17 years old, and she is ahead of all technology of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. That just proves, you know, that's one reason why. Let's talk about some of her inventions. Um, again, she's the lead scientist. Um, she helped design weapons and technologies, including Bucky's vibranium arm. Um, the sonic cannon gauntlet she uses in the movies. Um, and some of the vehicles, including um, the trains that go underneath and collect all the vibranium, everything like that. Not only that, um, she's the one that makes the remote controller where she has uh, access to cars and stuff wherever she is so on top of that there's more stuff that she does um she's responsible for the kamoyo which helps communicate everything like that um my favorite one (laughs) her sneakers you know like (laughs) (laughs) um that was it even made a device that like i said going on a car she has remote control of it over it um and she's responsible for all the upgrades on Black Panther suit. Mm. Um, one upgrade is the first time is the nanotechnology. Uh, he, if you think it, it's going to come to the way it is, along with that necklace around him. Um, also, too, the was it the the fact that um, it can store kinetic energy, and he can utilize it. And we've seen that time and time again. He will utilize that power. Let's go over. I'm going to turn it over to Elmer. What's your take on her? with that alone, um, with the technology, overseeing all technology, everything like that? Like, were there points you felt like I missed and you feel like there was more, and even in the comics wise? I, um, nah, like, I was gonna say, that just shows you her intelligence, like, because everybody in Wakanda has the same opportunities to get educated in, this, in any field they want to, you know, education is free, it's like a utopia. So if she wasn't really the smartest person, like just because she's royalty or whatever, I, I really think Wakanda's above that. I really believe that they will have the person that should be at the position they should be in the position. So her being that young in that position to overlook pretty much all the technology of Wakanda, it just shows you that she's up there. You know, she's up there with the Tony Starks, the Bruce Banners and the Reed Richards of the MCU. And, you know, I think just because she was born, like she happened to be born in that nation, it doesn't make any difference. And Tony Stark, who was also 
born into a life of pr privilege and pretty much just picked up on what his father was doing. You know what I mean? Like he, you know, he, he, he discovered the element, but you know, he had, he had to have his dad help him out in the, in the video, you know? So both argument, those, that argument could be made for pretty much you know, anybody in MCU right now, except for probably Bruce Banner, you know, even Reed Richards, family, I don't know how they could portray an MCU, but his dad was already going to different dimensions and, and doing all this great scientific work. So I think um, just because you have the resources is how you use those resources that proves you're intelligent. Okay. Now, Will, what about, what's your take on that? Uh, along with the technology, that background, I know you've kind of touched on that a little bit, Will, but yeah, what's your take on that? with all the technologies that we've stated that she has created in the MCO. I mean, you guys do have, you, you got an excellent point, Elmer, and I do agree that it, it does, it does help like the case that why she is so smart is that she does invest her time uh, a lot more than most other people in Wakanda specifically um she invests a lot more of her time and a lot more of her interest which does contribute it's hard being it's hard trying to play the devil's ad advocate and like give some argument points because i mean i'm not gonna lie i do love sherry i i think she's a great character i think she's funny so um why did i have to choose to do this <laughs> <laughs> But we need um, that one voice to make it interesting. Yeah, <laughs> we got to make it interesting. So this is really hard. I knew it was gonna be difficult, but um, yeah, I, I guess uh, I guess it'd have to be just because uh, think. It's because of like her upbringing and the amount of technology and just she's developed all kinds of amazing gadgets and the suit and everything. Um, I just wonder, would she be as developed if she was not in Wakanda? Would she have invented and uh, created the same amount of things if she had not been part of Wakanda like would she would she still be able to come up with the ideas and processes the same way that she has um yeah hard argument now what was it I think it's it you know the main question I always have to and especially when it comes down to Tony Stark and um Shuri is because Tony Stark also uses nanotechnology. Um, the question I have for you guys too is, do you guys feel, who do you think created it first? Shuri or the Wakandans or Tony Stark? Yeah. And two, who did it better? I'll have to throw that little flavor in. Uh, oh. who did it first it's a really tough 
like point because just because of how far uh, well actually we didn't see the nanotechnology until uh infinity wars did in black panther came up before that right correct now and we saw the nanotechnology so i guess if you go in continuity from when we first saw it nanotechnology was first seen in black panther so i guess we could say that shuri developed it first that's what i say so in that time period after civil war that it takes place that because then the next time we see also tony is when we see him in homecoming and yeah then in infinity war yeah infinity war is when we're introduced to us nanotechnology so that and they, and they showed it first in black panther so. right what was it so what was it maybe the she's like oh we got to rip something off and tony's like okay we got nanotechnology now okay we're gonna start doing that now uh, as for who developed it first i couldn't really say but when it comes to who did it better personally i would think i i feel that tony stark did it better just because the first time you see the nanotechnology done you see like the whole process when he slaps his chest and then it spreads uh, we didn't really have the same kind of cool demonstration of the nanotechnology. It was cool in Black Panther, but I don't think it was as dramatic. It wasn't as romanticized as it was in Iron in Infinity Wars with Iron Man. Uh, that's just personal for me. Okay. How about you, Elmer? What do you think? Well, I agree with Will. I think um, um, Tony Stark executed it better, like the way it looked, human technology. Probably now tech from Wakanda would probably be better because it's, you know, vibranium. But, you know, I think the better execution was Iron Man and the way he was using it. Like, we really didn't see it on the Wakanda side like that, how, how it was used. So, yeah, like, I, I agree with you guys. I think when it comes down to it, Iron Man did it better with when it comes to weapons and mm -hmm. everything like that and how he can utilize it. Um, Wakandan technology, we, you know, again, it's a vibranium, so I think it's a little bit more tougher compared mm -hmm. to what Tony Stark has, which we've seen that nanotechnology can be ripped apart. But I think the main thing, too, is the way it's made. And again, you know, I think the design-wise, I actually disagree with Will. I actually kind of like Black Panther's design a little bit more because the way it transitioned, I think it was just better CGI, better everything that just kind of transitioned it really well. Mm. Um I didn't like I was ecstatic when Tony Stark had it and I was like okay that's getting cool and I love the weapons he creates with it but I think that's where he advanced it compared to design wise because it's still I don't know why I think it's just the whole chest thing that bugs me I don't know why but I kind of like that bulky Iron Man I don't like the slim little kid's Iron Man look. I don't care for it I don't know why but it bugs me every time I see it, it's like why did you have to go that way like I, I'm all about nanotechnology, but don't go that way. <laughs> Please don't. <laughs> yeah, to go with the Heroes Reborn look, man. The sleek <laughs> mid-90s look. I forgot about that one. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty much the same design if you look at it, all the stuff they do with it. <laughs> now, um, I think we've covered that point across enough. Um, the next big point, again, is this point that we've already kind of addressed, um, the vision situation especially with Infinity War. A lot of people, have, to me, if you guys haven't watched Infinity War at this point, pause this 
podcast, go watch Infinity War and then come back, even though that movie's been out for what six years already. Yeah, so <laughs> that's like one, that. spoilers for anybody who hasn't watched this in four, three, two, one. Vision gets stabbed, and it's so it's one of the like one of the most like gut wrenching plus funniest scenes in the whole movie. I don't know why, but it's Paul Bettany's reaction that kind of just made me kind of like okay. <laughs> it, it was kind of like a delay. Like yeah. he got stabbed, but he was like there was like a delay of him just like reacting to him getting stabbed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> gives you that look before the sound comes out. It's like one of those old cartoons, like oh oh yeah, like, oh I've been stabbed. Like, like it, it, it's one of those things that I enjoyed um, in that part. It just, it, but it is a sad scene because it is a big question of the only way they're going to stop this is to destroy the stone. But in order to destroy the stone, they kill Vision in their eyes. So they mm-hmm. take it to Wakanda, and after meeting with um, T'Challa and Shuri, Shuri comes up with the idea of we can find a way. There is a way we can still keep Vision alive and keep and destroy the stone, and. And in some ways, it was kind of one of those she outsmarted Bruce Banner. Now, why I say that's a big thing is Bruce Banner has what a PhD and quite a few yeah. things. Yeah. Shuri yeah. has no degrees and she's outsmarting them. That's where my other big point was like she's smarter than Bruce at this point. And again, it could be resources, but mm-hmm. I think it's more to. And again, it's more the outside thinking where Bruce is more by the book Mm. and it shows that he's by the book because why? It's the whole situation in Endgame where he doesn't want to affect time Mm. or how can we do it without affecting time? And Shuri's just like, well, why not do this? Or why didn't you think about this? And then they're like, that was like the funniest moment too in that movie. He's like, I, we didn't get to that part. I I guess I'm, you know, fine, you know, a little bit. And then, but Let's talk about that alone. Um, this point, do you feel, again, is this a resource situation? Or do you feel it's more of a, I guess a more of good way to put it is like, I guess more of that's the main question. Is it more of a resource situation that she can outsmart him? Or do you just think it's his, her years in studying all this? No. Like, I will say it's her studying all this because, you know, I give Bruce a pass because he was pretty much not on earth for a good, like two years. So (laughs) he really have, he really didn't have that time with vision to actually think of that. Tony Stark on the other hand had vision on his Avengers team. Even when like the Avengers broke up in civil war, you have vision at your disposal, but you never came up with a way of removing the infinity stone from him. Like that, that concept never came to you until Thanos comes knocking on your door and like Shuri has it has a solution within a few minutes that she hears the situation like how how you guys have haven't thought about you know it's not just the the stone that makes vision because like she said there's Jarvis in him still and there's still still that connection that they, they will be able to remove the stone and keep vision alive and who knows if Tony Stark would have just figured that out a few months earlier, it would have saved them a lot of trouble. Well, what's your take on this? Do you think it's a resource I, thing or all her education through the years? I resource, I think definitely plays a part. Um, education in it, 
I attune it less than less to that and more to in a way quote unquote street smarts because she does demonstrate how a lot of the time she likes to think outside the box she doesn't necessarily go for what's the most common solution what's the most likely solution she more looks that is what's another possibility that no one would think of and how could I get it done so she's seems more like the person that she just thought of a different idea because it was obviously a subject that nobody else would have thought of so I, I kind of look at it more like that. Okay. Uh, I, I, I think it's a mixture of both. I do think with her education, Wakanda is an advanced techno or advanced culture um, compared to a lot of cultures in the world or in this fictional world. Um, so I think at this point, Wakanda does have a little bit more of an advantage here because they know, again, they're out, you know, out, you know, reaching out with their technologies and everything after Black Panther. Um, or, you know, spreading their culture a little bit more. Um, I do think that's a part of it. I will agree with Elmer. I didn't really think about that. The fact that Hulk was gone for, or Banner was gone for two years, pretty much two, three years on another world as the Hulk. Um, and, but it is still a great question. The fact being that, you know, somebody her age outsmarted somebody who has years of education. And I think that's been a major point for me that I was even thinking like, okay, well, that could be a possibility. Um, so I guess more or two, before we go into the comic book world of it, and before I pass it over to our partner here, Elmer, in this case, is the fact that um, not only has she healed one person, but she's healed two people. So in some ways, she's kind of a medic in some ways too, and using vibranium. Now this could be considered a resource, or resource situation. Um, she heals... Um, what was it um agent ross from being shot in the back pretty much pretty much heals him completely not only that she heals bucky or she's one of the main people behind bucky's healing and years of brain damage. um elmer what's your take on those two events before we go more into the comic book side of things i'm sorry brian you're breaking up in the last couple of sentences no problem um what was it so in this case, the fact being that um, Shuri um, has healed multiple people. She's healed Agent Ross from her bullet room. Mm -hmm. And not only that, it's healed Bucky from his brainwashing. In a matter, I think they said in a matter of like a couple weeks, because then they brought him back and then try to rehab him to be who he is today. Does that kind of go more to the resourceful end or resource end? Or do you feel, again, another study thing, and the fact that she can not only be the greatest scientist, but probably one of the greatest like healers in all Wakanda. Um, I do apologize. Can you hear us, Elmer? We lost him. Yep, I think we did here for a second. Bear with us one moment. Willie, why don't you take the mic? Um, do you feel then that, is it a resource thing or do you feel it's more of a, um, 
a resource thing or is it more her years of study and not that she can only not only be the greatest scientist in Wakanda, but could also be the greatest healer? I, I think I could see that. Um, I would say that resource does contribute a lot. Um, I mean, both, um, both contribute. You're back, Elmer. Okay. Um, resources contribute a lot and the culture contributes a lot. Uh, when it comes to healer, like her healing ability, I think what really makes her up there as one of the better, if not one of the best healers, is the fact of how much interest she takes which is more on a personal character level, which would help fill the role of her being a healer. Uh, Cause she does take a lot of interest when it comes to wanting to help people. Um, and the intelligence that she has with medicine as well as technology does, does help that point. Okay. Now, Elmer, the same question goes back to you. Um, in this case, um, with the ability to heal, you know, not Agent, just Agent Ross, but also Bucky, do you feel this is another resource situation or do you feel this is a attribute of her years of learning and not and learning also medicine in this case and using that vibranium to utilize that? I think with the Ross um, getting shot, I think that was mostly on her because what we've seen from her so far in the movies is that she likes to be involved with her brother. And, and now him becoming the, the Black Panther, she will have to be like his her, like she's the tech. And if he needs her to be like the healer also, just in case he gets hurt in battle, she's there to stitch him up or whatever, instead of having like a random doctor. Of course, you're going to want to have your sister there. So the Ross able to heal him with the technology they have in Wakanda. Yeah, I think that's like, hand in hand like the Bucky is pretty much resources that they have at Wakanda's like the, probably some mental health resources that she's probably a part of but if you've seen the the Falcon and the Winter Soldier show it's like they show you like different people at a at, at a point helping Bucky with his brainwashing um you have the 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 Doja Ma, Ma uh, Do, uh Doja Milaj Doja Milaj you had like different a different one at his sessions like they focus on one but yet you haven't seen that one in the movies so it made it seem like he was getting help but there's like certain counselors there to help him with his uh progress so she's a part of it but i don't think it's just like her alone helping him with the brainwashing i i think in this case it, it i agree with that i think in this point i think the agent ross um, situation she knew what to do and at this point she used it, it takes brains to use something like vibranium and i think without her we wouldn't be able to save agent ross with vibranium um so it takes the scientist to know what she's doing but i agree with the bucky Barnes situation it's more the situation of it was resources and and again i've totally spaced again about falcon the winter soldier i try to forget that show ever exists <laughs> Other than the last guys are so harsh with my Disney Plus shows, man. Like I, I, I love, I love the last two, three episodes of it, but the first half almost lost me right away, and oh, it, it was not a. Hey, at least I can sit here and say I liked WandaVision, and I can sit here and say I liked Loki, and Moon. All right. 
All right, all right, all right. I like my I'm just, I'm just giving you a heads up that we're gonna, we can review Black Adam on the next episode, probably. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, so you know, <laughs> we, we, we might not be as, as you know, <laughs> but we enjoyed it. I must say, uh, to give you a taste of that, we enjoy it. So I'll leave it at that. <laughs> now, now, what's you know, one big point I want to bring up, um, and this kind of leads into the comic book situation. Um, in the MCU. We, in my eyes at least, we've seen Shuri outsmart D'Challa. Now, in the comic book side, they're pretty much on par with each other in genius level intellects. Mm-hmm. Because, mind you, Black Panther is part of a group called the Illuminati, which is six of the probably the most prominent minds in all the universe mm-hmm. coming together to make decisions. And that includes Professor Xavier, Mr. Fantastic, Namor, um, D'Challa, um, Tony Stark. Little, yep, and Tony Stark. And then there's times where Captain America's on there and it's like, why are you on there? Yeah. <laughs> he was the moral compass. Yeah. He was the moral compass of the group. Or he's the one they can manipulate, hey, do this. And they were like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, he gets references. Yeah. yeah. He gets the references. Now, let me ask you this. Did you like uh, what they did with him in that case in the movies that sure he is the smarter one out of the two? Or do you feel like they could have made it to that point where they were on par? I would have preferred them being on par, like in the comics, because, you know, it should have be you're giving up one aspect of the Wakanda upbringing to focus on another. Like, just because you're focusing on becoming Black Panther and, and King, you shouldn't have to sacrifice your intelligence at that. That's like one of the issues people had with the black first Black Panther movie was that it was such, it was focused more on the world building that T'Challa got lost in the background for some people, like compared to his portrayal of Civil War where he was like this badass, you know, T'Challa, you know, Black Panther and you get like- Language. (laughs) Hey now. (laughs) Sorry. I get in the zone, I blank out sometimes. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, but like in Black Panther, he seemed like to be like more of the, oh, you know, oops, um, you know, I got sandals on. Uh, or I'm not like, what are those? Like, he was like kind of the joke. He was like kind of the butt of the joke sometimes. So yeah, because there's like certain, in the comics, they're, like you said, they're both equal and they both are way more powerful than they are in the MCU. So I would like to, yeah, that's where I would like to see him go in that direction. Okay. What about you, Will? What's your take on that part of it? The fact being that Shuri and T'Challa are not really on par with each other in the MCU, but in the comics they are. I'm I'm kind of in the same boat with Elmer on that. Um, I've kind of noticed that um, I'm not going to go into like the development of male characters in the MCU because we could do like a full video on that. But um, yeah, I think it's kind of a bit of a letdown that they didn't put them in par with each other um, because it definitely would have made a lot more chemistry and a lot more interesting scenes. But it is also cool just to see how um because shuri is one of those characters like i've said she 
definitely looks outside the box a lot more often than other people. So being able to have somebody with high intelligence that looks more outside the box, looks for more uh, different and interesting perspectives, um, I, I feel like it does contribute quite a bit to um, the whole dynamic that the characters have. Now, I guess more also too, um, so in this end, I do feel, you know, in some ways I actually kind of don't mind what they've done with it because I feel like every great hero, I, you know, it's like you need somebody that can show you different ways to do things. And I feel like Shuri has shown him like, here's the advancements of what we can do with it. You know, a great leader needs a good person on their side when it comes to resources. And I think Shuri is that person. She understands it more well. I think T'Challa has been more raised as the up and coming ruler instead of being that person that needs to know their technology, you know, but I also feel that's where T'Challa fails in the movies because it's like, you know, technology, but you don't know enough about it. And, and I feel like in the comics, they show that way more that he knows everything about his technology or his resources that he utilizes each and every single book part of it. So I think that's where, I feel the only reason why I didn't like that, but I actually don't mind the Shuri situation being smarter than T'Challa. Um, now, let's turn to the comic book side. Have there been points where, or in within comics that you feel the MCU has not adapted yet that could prove that she could be smarter than both Tony or Hulk or any smart MCU character that they have not adapted yet into the movies? Well, that's the thing with the comics because the comics, they're always changing who's the smartest in the comics because like right now, I, I still think it's Moon Girl from Moon Girl uh, Double Dinosaur, right? Like she's, uh, I forgot her name. I forgot her character's name. But she's currently the smartest one in the comics and I think Reed is like third or something like that. Lunella. I know I know Shuri is not in the top five. Lunella. Her name is Lunella Lafayette. Lafayette, yes. All right. So she comes in at one, right? Um, I believe she did. According to CBR, I think it was, they ranked her at number one. Yeah, so I'm not sure even like Shuri's is like top five in the MCU. She might be. She might be five, to tell you the truth. But uh, yeah, I think because that's, that's the difference with the comics, right? Like the MCU, we really haven't seen like the big brains yet of the of the Marvel comic side of things. So right now, that's why I said like as as of the moment, she's I I believe she's the smartest person in the MCU. In the comics, there's not really anything that could really make take her to the next level for the MCU. I mean, there's cool powers that the MCU could like show, like for both her and T'Challa. It's like like T'Challa being the king of the dead having control over the dead, like dead souls of Wakanda. Mm -hmm. and, and Shuri also has like all the history of Wakanda. She has that power. She's like that. She's like Wakanda's history personified. Mm -hmm. And she has that power of Wakanda with her. So those two powers alone will probably bring like their power levels, a huge boost in the MCU. But I don't know if that will affect her being the most intelligent person in the MCU. I don't think it will, but it'll probably make her one of the heavy hitters okay and that's one of the things like i think that you should like dive more into the the black panther comics 
the ones that even the ones coming recent coming out recently, like you know, they have a Wakandan like g- galaxy, you know, planets of Wakandas in outer space that the MCU could have like tons of fun like working with. But you know, we'll see if they take those aspects of the comic books. But like I said, it doesn't make him it doesn't make her more intelligent. It just makes her more powerful as a character. Now I know you brought something up before the podcast too about certain abilities that she was given later on in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, especially after her death uh, by Proxima Midnight, which is... Proxima Midnight, yeah. And well, that was like, when I was talking about her becoming like Wakanda's history, like that, she was at the afterlife and like she met this the spirit that took shape of her, her dead mother and guided her through the history of Wakanda and, and you know, just... Uh, I'm sorry, I'm just looking at my notes right now. <laughs> Yeah, she was like she trained there because she was like she got killed by Proxima Midnight, but you know T'Challa with some help with of other heroes was able to bring her back to life. But while she was there, she was training to become like the new spirit of Wakanda, and that's like she gained like this, not like these spiritual powers, I guess, because you know they touched upon it in, in in the Black Panther film how he goes to the afterlife and he's able to communicate with the dead there. In the comics, they expand more on that. While T'Challa focuses on on the dead, Shuri focuses on the future and the past. So she has like that, like it's like almost like a goddess, like she's like a, a demigod right now. And then in the Marvel comics, she has that power. Now I kind of like one of the points you brought up that T'Challa kind of lives more for present and past right now, where Shuri's more looking past and future. Mm-hmm. Do you feel that that's where they kind of focused in the MCU more now too, with the fact that T'Challa was kind of more present time while Shuri took it more advanced and said, let's look more to the future? Like if that could work or if that's where they're heading? Do you think that's what they were trying to focus around? Especially after Black Panther's first appearance in Civil War in the MCU. Yeah, I mean, that was probably not their original intent, but now they're probably going to have her go in that direction because, like, what I'm seeing from Wakanda Forever is, like, it's, like, a, one of his themes is, like, moving on, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, going to the next next step of whatever you're going through. So maybe that leads into her becoming more uh, more focused on being Black Panther and that introduces some more power sets to her arsenal who knows where that could lead to but i would love they were like if she goes to the astral plane of her you know of the afterlife of the wakandan afterlife and just gets something out of that interaction who whoever she talks to there maybe her dad some people are saying it's probably killmonger (laughs) that she talked to in there but you know maybe she gains some sort of power from there Okay. But, you know, I think that's you is trying to see where what they could do with her. Okay. No, great point, Wilmer. Um, that's why I was kind of more like when you said that, I was like, that's actually a really good point. The fact that Jury more looked like what's advanced, what's do something more, where others were just like, what's live for the moment right now. And mm-hmm. but I think that's why another reason too in the comics, because she does take over the Black Panther role, which we do see in the comics quite a bit. And not only that, she's shown that I'm out to help Wakanda, even though the, her Wakandans don't see that at first. I believe that was one of the first runs where they didn't believe in her. You're out 
traveling, you're out doing things, and yet you're not taking care of your people when in reality, she is trying to take care of her people. Just trying to do it a whole different way. And that's a great, I, I was happy you brought that up because I thought that was a great point to bring up the whole, she moves forward. Well, and I think this is a good way to do it now, especially in the MCU, especially with Chadwick Boseman's passing. Um, it is a good way to continue on with the story with Shuri. That best proved my theory wrong from our San Diego Comic-Con theories about who was going to be the Black Panther. Oh, man. A lot of people's theories were wrong, bro. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I chose a Koye. I thought, I think that's where they uh, can lead with it. Um, we, what was, I think Emily said she wanted Shuri, but she thought yeah. Shuri would die. And I kind of agreed with that because I thought, we don't yeah. have the herbs anymore. At this point, yeah. how are you going to grow the herbs? Yeah. I mean, she might she might create like new herbs or something like that. You know what I mean? That'll probably take her, you know. What's what's genetically engineer this? Yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, probably gives her another notch in her intelligence. Yeah. You know. Now, Will, what's your take on that end? Um, again, the whole she moves forward, she, others still live in the present. Not only that, um, were there any comic book points that you wanted to bring up um regarding what they haven't adapted yet that could make her even smarter no i mean i don't really have anything more to add i haven't really read too many of the black panther comics uh prior to this so my exposure to shuri is a lot more limited in the comics um uh, but I do, I don't know, I do feel that there are some things, like, from the limited, like, information that I have from the comics, I think there are some things that they could do, could ad adapt, like the whole uh, Wakandan history thing, that would be a good thing that could be added to future development for her character. Um. Yeah, I don't have too much to add to this one. Okay. Now, I think a good way to kind of end this podcast too is again, something like Elmer said, we haven't been introduced to some of the bigger minds yet. Two of them are coming in this movie. Namor and Riri Williams is coming into the play. Now, Riri Williams is going to be Ironheart, which I'm kind of glad what they're doing with her. I like where they're going and leading with her and kind of introducing her into the story a little bit more. Do you feel, let's put it this way, do you feel Namor would be up there smarter than her? Or do you feel she still would be underneath Shuri? It depends on like how they want to portray him in this movie, what kind of forever. Because right now I'm not really getting a scientific mind right now. <laughs> <from Namor. laughs> Namor, Namor, as he's called. Yeah. But uh, Spock. That's yeah, what he should be called. <laughs> maybe he's like a great strategist, military mind. Maybe we see that in this movie and that could lead into something else, you know, future appearances. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I'm thinking we're probably going to see more intellect coming from Riri Williams and how she deals with everything. Okay, now, granted, we've talked about this before, especially in Young Avengers Month, that we feel like they are going to be adapting Young Avengers more than they're going to adapt Champions. Now, in this case, do you feel Riri, or Riri will be 
um, that iron lad flow? Or do you feel that might be somebody like Shuri? Let me ask you that. That'll take over, the, that'll be like the iron lad? Yeah, iron lad part of their team. Yeah, I think that's where the MCU is going. I think it's going to be Riri. Because I think um, that'll be like the MCU's way of kind of replacing certain characters, but not upsetting the fan base. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh, we have a so Iron Man type character, but she's going to be a champion or Young Avengers or whatever. So, you know, different team, different expectations, but she's the Iron Man <laughs> character of that group. Okay. So, you know, I think it makes sense for Riri to be in it. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't think they're going to, having Iron Lad is going to just be way too complicated with the whole can situation as yeah. it's going right now. So it'll probably be too much for people. So I think Riri will be, will be like a nice substitute for Iron Lad. And I think that's, a, like we said, there's more characters to come. We're going to get Kang. We're going to be getting Leader. We're going to be getting Leader. Yeah, we're going to be getting Captain America's new movie. Um, there's a lot more characters that we have not been yet introduced to. So I think we are going to be, I would love to do that in a couple of years. Remind us, Elmer, you're going to be on this with us. We're going to kind of go, I think I would love to go rank the smartest MCU characters. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, that'd be a fun list to go to do. Cause at yeah. that point it could be our opinions, everybody's opinions into this. I think that would be a fun list to do. Cause you got the leader now coming out. You have Kang, you have, I I'm sorry if Dr. Doom does not show up soon. I'm, gonna lose my mind a little bit <laughs> or they're i for me that's where they're leading this movie is that somebody's setting up this war between them mm-hmm. and i feel if you don't bring dr doom into this situation i think it's kind of a wasted opportunity because dr doom does have a history with causing wars between namor and lantis with and wakanda and even though Namor has done things on his own without having Dr. Doom's permission, including the Phoenix Force situation where he floods Wakanda and then Wakanda destroys Atlantis. Um, that, what was it? That was just like, I loved how Namor reacts to that because it's like, well, you kind of destroyed Wakanda too in that process. And yet you don't expect a revenge process here with yeah. <laughs> Jerry. And now, let me ask you this. With Chadwick Boseman's passing, I know this is a hard discussion to have because, you know, Chadwick Boseman did bring the Black Panther to the screen. You cannot replace it. I'm glad they're not replacing his role. Um, If you think he was still alive, do you think where they're going with this story would work? Or do you kind of see or are you kind of glad they're kind of moving more towards Shuri more? Like it would have worked with Chadwick if Chadwick was still alive. Like the storyline, like I think that's one of one of the people's like you know the fringe groups of like recast the child. They should have cast them, mm-hmm. even though everybody knew that wasn't going to happen because there was this great connection with director mm-hmm. actors. You know, you can't just you just can't replace your friend that quickly. Right. So him, they're going a different route with Sherry in a story that would have like they're like you could have replaced either or and would have been the same story because you know in the comic books like the rivalry between t'challa and namor is one of the greatest rivalries in comics in my opinion Uh so a lot of people were anxious to see that on scene on this on the big screen but unfortunately chad would pass so 
right now we just have Sherry filled in for the Chadwick role. So I think they would have would have still been uh, going down this route with if Chadwick was still alive. And I think if he was still alive, the Doctor Doom possibility would have been stronger <laughs> of him just popping up because, like like I said before, there's history between all three characters. So. Like, you know, it's a good thing because like one of the stories we'll be covering this month for book club is Black Panther Power. And this is takes place right after Black Panther's pretty much hurt and almost killed by Doctor Doom. In the process, Shuri takes over as the Black Panther. And this is the first time she's encountered Namor. And it's one of those interesting things. One of my favorite scenes of the whole story is that when she encounters him, you know, he pretty much states like, I had res- I have respect for your brother but you have not earned my respect yet. And then when they start the pursue of the fight, it's just, it's just hilarious. Cause it's like one of the, like, don't let him go to water situation. And then bam, oh, here it goes in the water and he comes out strong again. Yeah. So it's, it's an interesting story to see her step into that role and to see that Namor still has respect for T'Challa, even though they have that rivalry. And I like that person, like that whole situation with Namor and T'Challa a little bit more. So that's why I guess more I wanted to ask that question because I do think it would have worked if Chadwick's still alive with us and rest in peace, Chadwick. Um, what was it? But it was one of those things that I felt like I don't know if I would have li- if I would have liked it more than Shuri being in that role, or do I feel Shuri should have had another villain before somebody like Namor? That's where my concerns were. Um, this would have been a good situation for Claw to show up still instead of killing him off like they did. <laughs> yeah, um, that was another. Yeah, uh, with that one. Yeah, that one. That <laughs> one kind of made me upset a little bit because I was yeah. like, why, "Why kill Claw right now?" <laughs> we we got Andy Circus. <laughs> well, the whole Great. thing was we didn't even know we were going to get Namor. We didn't, yeah. and they took a chance. It's like, yeah, Killmonger is a big villain. But you got villains like Mbaku, but Mbaku is going to be a hero, it looks like, more. Mm-hmm. And then you had characters like Namor and stuff, but it's like you don't have – Disney doesn't have the rights to Namor. I believe it's Universal who still owns them. They made the deal just like they have with the Hulk. If I'm not mistaken. Or- I think that one's less restrictive than the Hulk one, though. I think even now, I think the Hulk stuff, the rights, pretty much the MCU is going to – ransom because i think after a certain amount of years if universal is not doing anything with these characters except when marvel uses them like well that's seen that's why marvel could not make it or the mcu could not make a hulk movie yeah yeah because originally it was owned by universal and then disney bought it out and then that's when we got the avengers and so on and so forth mm. um because what iron man's first two movies were universal thor mm-hmm. was universal um and then um what was it cap and the incredible hulk were all mcu or in universal and then universal was that part was bought out but hulk yeah i agree at this point if universal is not going to do anything with them then just sell them the rights it's not like spider-man where sony's still doing stuff with them. you know like oh yeah we'll make our universe and sometimes fail at it but still the point um willie what's your take on going back to the main conversation there um what's your take with chat do you feel this story would have worked better with Chadwick or do you feel like you kind of like where it's going with Shuri? Uh, yes. 
<laughs> I, I would have loved to seen the inter- interaction in conflict between Namor and Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther. I think it would have been a great, a greater introduction to the character and the story. And it could have led to the current like situation we're in where Shuri is in line to kind of taking over the position of the Black Panther and encountering Namor, we'd be able to see the interaction and we would have had that been able to get that moment um, where Namor like shows that he does have his respect for T'Challa. Um, I, both work. I, I like where it's going, but I still would have liked to have seen more if Chadwick Boseman was still alive. Okay. Oh, I, I like I said, I agree with you guys. I think it would have been fun to see that Namor D'Challa um, respect built. Um, now, here's the other question I have for you guys, too. I know this is supposed to be a Shuri conversation, but I guess we'll talk into Namor a little bit. Do you feel that this is the right time for Namor? Or do you feel he should have been introduced sooner? Especially like in a cat movie. Sooner. Elmer? Yeah, sooner, yeah. Sooner for sure. Because I agree with you, Elmer. I think I'm kind of lost where they're going with him. Like, are they really going to... Like, I understand where they're going, but are they going to really truly adapt Namor from the comics? Or are they going to put a really twisted twist on him, I guess is a good way to put it, like a different twist on him that nobody's going to like about him or somebody's not going to like something about him? Now, I think they, they're gonna have, they have, they have like big plans for Namor. I think, yeah, he's going to play a big part, hopefully. Maybe he'll get into it with Doom, like in the comics, mm-hmm. with little written team-ups or whatever. Cabal. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm hearing they created a pretty much created a new language for the for his people in the movie. So you know, doing all that work for just the one off appearance, nah, there's gonna be more. Okay, we yeah, better. If they, yeah, if they if they make him just a one off for this movie, then it's gonna be wasted. If they yeah. make him long running, then it's yeah. gonna be worth it. Yeah, okay. you, there's so much stories you could tell him. So overall, now with all this information too. If you could rank Shuri, even in the comic wise, from say like one to 15, and the smartest people in both comics and movies, mm-hmm. where would you rank her? Or would she even be in your top 15? Well, like her, her be having more of a focus in the comics now mm-hmm. since this movie's coming out. They're making her more like the MCU version. So with that, I think I put I'll put her in the top in the top five. I'll have her as my five on that list. Okay. What about you, Will? Definitely would be at the very least in the top 10. Um, I think she would fall somewhere between three and six. Somewhere in that range. It's hard to really gauge because there are so many characters. And some of them are being developed as we speak, speak in the comic. 
So it's hard to say for me. Okay. I'd probably rank her. I'd probably say like Elmer. It'd probably be like my low top five. I, I think she's about maybe four or five for me. Um, I, I, I wouldn't put her up there because I do think we get characters like King. We get people like Tony, different things like that, that I do think would rank up there as well. So like I said, I would love to do that later on. So thank you for Elmer for giving me that idea. So we're oh, going to no problem. Uh, and one more thing, like uh, since I didn't really explain her power is that property. I got a little list right here before, you know. <laughs> I'm, I'm here like a noob not knowing what, what what she's capable of doing but of course she has the super strength and speed mm-hmm. she has the ability to turn her her skin into stone in the comics also the, the ability to anamorph into a a big giant bird or a flock of birds and she'll she's able to do that with other people too turn them into birds and she could reanimate corpses for a while too but it takes too much power so like i said all the power she has in the comics, it'll just probably make her a powerhouse in MCU. Probably one of the heavy hitters up there with Captain Marvel, probably. Now, do you see this happening though in the MCU or no? Mm, nah. <laughs> I think if they haven't introduced like aspects, like I, I want to see after I see Wakanda Forever the, what where they're going with everything, but no, I think they're gonna stick with like the intelligence. Like she's like the big brain in MCU right now. Okay. No, I think this is a good place to end the podcast. Fans, let us know what you guys think about Shuri. Would she be in your top five, maybe your top 10 smartest people in the MCU or in comics? Um, what was it? What was it? And also, too, go check out Wakanda Forever. Um, what was it coming out to near in the theater near you soon? Um, what was it? And let us know who you think is, you know, what was it? Is she smarter than Bruce Banner or Tony Stark or any other characters in the Marvel universe. Um, I want to thank our guest Elmer um, from joining us. Um, Elmer, thank you for joining us again. Please tell the fans where they can find you. All right. Thank you for having me. And you guys can find us on pretty much everywhere on social media at Pulling D's. We also have a Twitch and Discord channel at Pulling D's. Mm-hmm. Um, Facebook is Pulling D's Pod. And we have a YouTube channel, Pulling D's. All righty. And you can find Willie and I on comic talkers anywhere on instagram facebook and tiktok at comic talkers you can also listen to the podcast anywhere on anchor spotify google Podcasts, and itunes um without further ado my name is brandon and look under forever that hurt <laughs> <laughs> let comics always be the top of your discussion bye